it's going to be a hot day today. Is it? They're saying 89. Yeah. Which is not the hottest. I mean, we were at the Blues Fest the day yeah. we went, and it was 90. But we didn't even feel it like yeah. it was 90. Yeah. It felt warm, but nothing like that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just that our bodies are getting used to it or what. I don't know that our bodies are getting used to it. I just think that there are days that feel hotter than others when mm -hmm. it's not that hot. And there are days that are actually hot, but the breeze helps. Yeah. Um, the breeze does help. If it was like a hot, stagnant uh, breeze, that wouldn't help at all. Um, when we went to the Blues Fest, the breeze was nice and cool. It was so. great. It was it was great, yeah. And even the breeze yesterday, well, the breeze yesterday was kind of warm, but it wasn't too bad. I feel like timing-wise, it was mm -hmm. perfect Yes. with everything. We didn't right. get there too early. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to wait that long to get back. It was great. Yes. Yeah. It couldn't have gone off as well as it did. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was perfect. So, I know the name the pixies uh-huh everybody throughout the years has told me oh the pixies oh they're this great band yeah but i'm not really familiar with their music yep they're coming to town with modest mouse mm -hmm. and i wanted to check out their stuff mm -hmm. i'm gonna sound like a complete idiot that's okay but you know what song they do that i really like what because i was listening to which, them which one which when group? you're in the shower no but which song which group i mean the pixies okay oh oh, oh that's right that's right because i brought up them in modest mouse yeah the song that's the closing to Fight Club uh -huh. is theirs. Oh, really? Well, I forgot the name of it, but that's a really good song. You know the da na 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 da na na na. That's theirs. Are you talking about? No, no, that's your girl does that one. That's Cheryl Crow. I'm talking about the song that ends the movie Fight Club. I I only watched it once with you. I don't remember what song it is. Okay. Sorry, Bob. I don't. I really... What's up? No, I'm. I'm. Just, I'm just telling you the truth. I don't know. I don't remember the song. Fair enough. I just watched the movie with you, and I um, I didn't like it as much as you did. It's a great movie and a great song. Mm -hmm. But the film is for very intelligent people. What are you? What are you trying to say, Bubs? I'm not intelligent enough. No, I love you just the way you are. You oh guess. my goodness. Let me guess, I love you just the way you are. Talking like a serious lib. Oh my goodness. Maybe. Oh, are we going to talk about the Supreme Court stuff today? No. Okay. I, I, uh, not this weekend anyway. All right. Because uh, there's some stuff that's come out about some libs on the court too, but mm -hmm. we'll get into that, I, I guess, another day. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about concerts. Yeah. Always, but it comes up a lot in the summer because there's so much good music out there yep. to see. And my brother-in-law has only been to one concert. I still can't believe that. That's just insane. He told me that his parents took him to see the Eagles. That's so when he cool, was a teenager. though. That's a great concert. That is a cool concert, yeah. But it got me thinking, what would I rather have? Mm -hmm. seeing the Eagles live mm -hmm. and never seeing any of the other shows I've seen or my experience with the, you know, seeing concerts where, yeah, I haven't seen the Eagles, but I've seen some great shows, but I haven't seen as many live performances as my sister. Mm -hmm. And I think I'd rather have what I have versus what my yeah. brother-in-law has in that particular area. 
Yeah. I would agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you on that. Thundercats coming to town. Mm-hmm. And I want to go and see them. <laughs> Tickets are 45 bucks. Wow. Yeah. But we might be able to do that thing. Whoa. I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. I'm not real. I, I don't know much about Thundercat stuff. I mean, I've heard it. Uh, I'm not. I, 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 I don't know much about it. Um, it's kind of interesting. Mm. It's different. It is. Different. But I think it's pretty cool. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But we're going to some concerts this week. Yes. I'm excited about that. Yes, we are. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. And we so rarely go out to live music. <laughs> That's not true anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so true anymore. We're always finding something interesting. Yes. There's some really cool stuff you found on the uh, Oregon Symphony website. I know. I'm really excited so cool. to go to some of their stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm just hoping that we get to go to some of them. Yeah, uh, because subscribers get the first chance to buy tickets. Mm. I really want to go to the Wynn Marsalis thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know. It just sounds like a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I don't know. He is getting older. He is getting older. He's not that old, actually. Mm -hmm. You know what I was thinking, too, when I saw the price for the Pixie tickets? Yeah. They're like $69. Yeah. It made me think, how much more were the Diana Ross seats? Oh, I'm sure they were more than that. Yeah. They're probably like 120 Wow. I don't know. At that point, if we would have seen it, mm -hmm. do we pay to go and see Diana Ross? Because, it, And I'm assuming that's what the cost was. I don't know. Okay. So that would be like 250 with taxes and everything. Uh -huh. But mm -hmm. it's a Supreme. And it's the True. only living Supreme. The only living one. Yep, that is correct. So to me, like the Eagles came to town and that's how much their tickets were, 120 yep. which is why i assuming mm -hmm. that the Diana Ross seats would have been around the same price. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that too because she's, she's up there. Yeah, in my mind, that's not a yes or a no. That's we got to really sit down and think about this one. Uh-huh. But... When the Eagles, it came out how much their tickets were, it was like, oh, I'd love to see them, but no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's in a different class yeah. than they are. Yeah, that's right. In my opinion. Um. Yeah, <clears throat> depends on how you see it. I mean, I, I grew up listening to some Eagles, but I really resonated a lot with uh, Motown singers. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But everybody's different. They yeah. are little Jewel. <laughs> Sounds like you were about to say something, Leah, babes. You know what? Look, I understand Peter Frampton's coming to town. Go ahead. But I'm gonna let you go with uh, what's 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 his face. Instead of you going, yeah, you don't want to come. No, I mean the I mean the same thing with I mean I yes I'm familiar with some of his music, but I'm not like it wouldn't bother me if I did not if I wasn't able to see him. I personally think that you should have some time, some guy time. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't think that you should always go to concerts with me as much as I'd love to go with you. But because I have a conflict in my schedule anyway, I think you should take somebody else. That's fair. So I'm, I'm gonna skip out on that one. Okay. If you don't mind. 
I appreciate you being honest with me there, J-Wall. Yeah, and you know, I mean, Peter, I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know how the concert is going to go, but um, I'm not really like a classic rock person anyway. That's fair. So it sounds like your friend is more into that. I think I'd just rather you have a good time with him. Nice. So how's that? That works for me, babes. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to skip out on that. You have a good time. Yeah, and and make sure that you um be sure to contact him about this as soon as possible. I can well. Yes. Are you are you okay with that, Bob? I'm totally cool with that. Okay, good. Yeah, and I don't know if we're gonna go, but it's a possibility. Okay. Well, if well, you know, um, but I just I just wanted to be, um, I wanted to give you some time. Yeah. To spend with uh your guy friends. Thank you, vapes. Yeah, of course. Yes. So we have a mutual friend who is really into this lady, Angel Olsen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I do remember that. Yes. Uh-huh. I know he's played her stuff for me before, but it's never really resonated. Is it good or no? I mean, I guess the fact that um, I don't remember it. Well, so so we went to we went to a thing at the place where he works. I remember that. Yes. But, and I can't remember what it was. I, I can't remember what we were doing. It might have been an open mic thing. But he did play his stuff, but I just didn't care for it, you know? Okay. Sometimes the stuff that he likes is, uh, you know, no offense to him, it's hit and miss for me, too. Yes, very much so. Uh, There are things that we both love, and not just you, but I love it. And there are things I don't love that you love. But for the most part, we agree on a lot of uh, musical uh, people. I'd say with us musically, there's maybe 65 to 70% crossover because I listen to a lot more rap than you do. And you listen to things that maybe I'm not that into, but that ratio is pretty good. And even when we play stuff for each other that we wouldn't normally listen to when we're alone, we can usually find some gems there. So, like, the other night I played you some Wilco. Yep. You weren't really familiar with their music. And maybe you didn't dig every song, but I'm assuming there were some there that you really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. and, 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 the, um, and you said, oh, I think you'll like it. And I'm like, I don't remember if I heard Wilco. I could have sworn and, I played them. And then before. I heard a song that... that um, I remember you playing it and I'm like, oh, they sing that song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played a little bit of Kenny Rogers for you. And um, and even if you weren't a, a big Kenny Rogers fan, you appreciated that I knew some of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So no on the Angel Olsen. I, I didn't care for Angel Olsen. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Tickets are only 40 bucks for Edgefield. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I just don't know enough of her music, and I just, it just didn't resonate with me. No, no, and I don't remember it. Yeah. Which is why I asked you. <laughs> and the fact that I don't remember it at all, but I know that he's played it for me, kind of says something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty sad. This dude is into a lot of white people music. Yeah, very nice man, but uh, musical taste is uh, hit and miss for the both of us. Put it to you this way. If I want to go to a Barry Manilow concert, I'm calling him up. (laughs) Yeah, but Bubs, even one of your very, very best friends said that that concert was amazing. Yeah. Uh, There's a buddy of mine who 
we talk a lot about rap music and maybe like two or three months ago, I'm we're discussing different things over the phone. And he says, I saw Barry Manil Manilow live like a month ago and he was excellent. I was shocked. Okay, my question would be, since you guys were into the same music, how did that happen to where he's like, oh, I should go to a Barry Manilow concert. Was he invited to the concert? I or? didn't even ask and I probably should. The yeah. next time I talk to him, I'll try to bring I'd it up. I'd like again. to know that because... I don't imagine, well, okay, uh, what do I know? I, I've never been to a Barry Manilow concert. I would go um, just because I've heard good things about it. And also, too, um, I like some of his hits. But, uh, I mean, to be completely honest, I would not imagine, I couldn't imagine a whole lot of uh, brown people there. Oh, because my friend's black. So you you thought that he would go there? No, I mean, it, it just didn't seem like it would be his music if that's... that's. He does crazy. listen to more uh, rap music yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, not to say that no black person would look, listen to his music. It just... Because it's so... Um, a lot of his stuff is ballads. There's a lot of ballads that he writes. Yeah. And there's a lot of love songs that he writes. You would imagine more nerdy black people would listen to. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I like some of his stuff. Too. So I mean, I'm not really a Barry Manilow person, but you know he's in the soft rock um, yeah. genre, and I like some soft rock rock stuff. As and, you know, and that's not really my thing. Yeah, as you know. Yeah, but um, but as I've said in the past, I've heard that one of the highlights of his concerts is his a uh, very strange melody because mm -hmm. his very I'm sorry his very yeah his very strange medley I'm sorry, and he's been known to write some very catchy jingles for McDonald's and Stridex and uh and Band-Aid brand. Yeah, all these other stuff. All these other things. And and they did well. They did well. So You know what I'm uh, thinking, babes? No, what? He should change it from the very strange melody to medley? the medley to the Barry Strings medley, because his name is Barry. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, oh. If that's your attempt at a, a, a dad joke. It's pretty good. It's pretty bad. Oh, what else? <laughs> I remember once, babes, I'm watching a special about Arsenio Hall. Yep. I don't know when this was. Mm -hmm. Sometime within the last 20 years. So pretty wide range. But I'm assuming it was closer to 2003 than to 2023. Mm -hmm. Anyways, they're saying when Arsenio first announced that he was going to do a talk show, he's like, this is for an urban audience, mm -hmm. black people, and maybe younger, hipper white folks yeah. and Latinos. Yeah. Uh, and they said one of the things was, he said, we're not going to be the show that you go to to listen to Barry Manilow. And then somebody was talking, I guess he was on the staff, and he said, mm -hmm. and like two weeks in, we do an hour-long special with Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I think about Barry Manilow is he got mentioned in that LL Cool J song, My Rhyme Ain't Done. Mm. It's Ain't Bob Hope of Barry Manilow. Um, when he's talking about uh, 1133, I swear it's no sooner. I jumped in my TV. I met the honeymooners. <laughs> yeah. That's a great song. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. I mean, and, and also, too... Um, Besides Barry Manilow concerts, I have heard that Bobby Vinton was very good in concert. Mm -hmm. Like, like surprisingly good, actually. Mm. Uh, so I'd, I'd, uh, if I had a chance to go see Barry Manilow or Bobby Vinton, 
I'd see them just because I heard that uh, they were surprisingly really good. For real, my friend's endorsement of Barry Manilow increases the odds that I would see him live. Uh -huh. Before it was like 0.001%, uh -huh. and now it's maybe up to 3%. Also, too, because, you know, Barry Manilow has a, a rep of being too soft yes. musically. And he's also, um, did you know that he produced a song for Dionne Warwick? No, I didn't know that. Yep, he produced the song um, uh, I'll Never Love This Way Again. Mm. And you could hear it in his song that it sounds um, Barry Manilow-ish. Nice. Um, but he did produce that song for her. Oh, speaking of Dion, yep. one of her other frequent collaborators I just found out died. Really? I think he died a couple months ago. Burt Bacharach. Oh, I knew that. Oh, okay. Burt Bacharach died a couple months ago, and we talked about that, right? Oh, maybe we did. Okay. Yeah, Burt Bacharach, who wrote for the uh, the Carpenters and other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I bet he had a ton of cash. Possibly. Why is it that every time somebody dies, you're like, oh, I wonder if they have a lot of money? That's usually with celebrities, <laughs> babes, not regular folks. Celebrities, I mean. I'm interested in that stuff. Burt Bacharach was in the music industry for decades. Mm-hmm. And I hope he had some money stored away and he didn't have to work in his final years. Have you heard of the songwriter uh, Diane Warren? Yes. Okay. She, so someone told her that she could never write music and that she was tone deaf. Mm -hmm. But she wrote a lot of music for, like, um, she wrote a lot of music for Monica. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. I don't know. I don't remember who else. She had a lot of hits. Yes. I think she might have also done stuff for your girl Celine Dion. Uh, David, I'm not sure about that. I think David Foster did, but you could be right about that too. Yes, but she's collaborated with a lot of people. Celine Dion has. Yeah. Yes. Yep. She even did a Christmas album, I believe, with Dee Snyder. Uh, Celine Dion? Yeah, that he wrote. That Dee Snyder wrote. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think that's the case. That might just be one of those internet things. I don't know. I've never... I mean, I have heard some of her Christmas stuff, but I've never heard her Christmas... Um, her singing uh, duets with Dee Snyder, so I don't know. No, I I think he wrote the album. Oh, he wrote the yeah. album. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I don't know. Uh, You could be right. You could be wrong. I don't know. He's a Christian, right? That's what I hear. Um, I don't know much about him. I, I That's what I hear. You, you told me a story about that one guy... Um, didn't you meet a guy that was talking about Dee Snyder or you read about it? No, there used to be this show on inter on internet. <laughs> there was this late night YouTube show that I liked called yeah. Robservations. Yeah. And I don't think the guy Robert Br Meyer Burnett does it anymore, but he is like a film editor. He directed a movie called Free Enterprise. Mm -hmm. He's worked on a bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. And... He had on some guy who directed like a low budget horror film and told this crazy D Snyder story about writing him a letter and it was in a low point in D Snyder's life. Um unfortunately I don't remember all the details but basically he was a huge fan of Twisted Sister. He told D Snyder in a letter that he wrote a report on D Snyder when he was in school mm -hmm. and Explain all the ways that he had a positive effect on his life. Mm -hmm. And he goes to like Borders Books. And I, it might have been Tower Records, but it was mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. 
and meets D. Snyder. D. Snyder's super cool to him. They meet a couple other times, and he eventually starts working with D. Snyder. And he asks him one day, well, why did you respond to me? And he says, you saw me as the rock star from your childhood who has all the beautiful women and makes a ton of money and is loved by everybody. But by the time you entered my life, I was broke. My wife told me that she was newly pregnant with like our third kid. And I was feeling like a loser because that's how the rest of the world looked at me. And so you were kind of like this shining light in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah. If I, I'm sure I'm getting, I paraphrase that story a lot. And I think you could still find episodes of Rob's Observations on YouTube. Wasn't there another D, uh, D. Snyder um, thing where he, um, he, some guy had dinner with him or something? I, I don't know. I think that might be the same story. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I'd have to re-listen to it again. And I, I don't remember what episode it was. So Yeah. I... Yeah, I've been hearing that he was a Christian, but I, or he is, but I don't know enough about this guy. And Dee Snyder famously was a regular on the Howard Stern show. Wow. All roads lead back to Howard Stern. Uh-oh. Did, did he have a good interview with Howard Stern? Well, he was a regular. He oh, used to come in and sit in on the show. So he'd be like there. Sometimes he'd come in and be on the show every day for like a week. Mm-hmm. And he'd just be there from the beginning of the show to the end. Would he comment on what people would oh, say? Yeah. Or was oh, yeah. Like- he'd be there for like interviews. Like I remember one time in the late 90s, um, he was sitting in on the show for like two weeks because he was promoting some movie that he directed. And Tone Loke was on the show one of those days. Wow. And it was interesting hearing Dee Snyder and Tone Loke speak to each other in kind of a more casual environment. Oh, wow. Than you would find on a regular talk show. Oh, wow. Because they had more time to, you know, get into things. Yeah. Yeah. But then they had a falling out. Oh, they Howard did. Stern and Dee Snyder. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. It was over Barry Manilow. <laughs> but no, no, no. It wasn't over that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh... Oh, that was a punchline. <laughs> no, well, oh, that, <laughs> that was, was a callback. The <laughs> very man of the thing was a callback. <laughs> That's great, Bob. Thank you, the uh, little J. Wool. Little J. Wool. Yes, yes, yes. Very man. Yes. Yeah, very. 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 Yes. Okay. Speaking of Barry. Yeah. Apparently that HBO show Barry ended recently. The one with uh, Henry Winkler? Yeah. Okay. He's really good on it. Yeah. I stopped watching after the second season. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons was it ended in March. I think the second season, if memory serves me correctly, wrapped up around March 2019. And then the show came back late last year. So they had like a three and a half year break and so much stuff happened to where it's like, I kind of lost interest. Mm. And also the premise of the show is really weird. What is it? The pre- Okay. So the premise is it's um, the dude, Bill Hader, who was on Saturday night live uh-huh. is this hit man who decides to become an actor. Oh, wow. And Henry Winkler is his improv coach. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he falls in love Bill Hader falls in love with this girl who's an actress who's part of the same troupe of people, and she's very neurotic. Oh, okay. But Henry Winkler, I think, is one of the best things on that show. Okay. Yeah. The other guy who's good on it, too, is um, 
oh god, what's his name? The homeboy who played the geeky guy in Office Space, who's uh oh, Melvin. No. The guy who played Melvin in Office Space. Oh, Melvin. Okay, I remember Melvin. Hey, my stapler. Uh, what's his name? He's oh, also- Milton. Milton. Milton, that's his name. Uh, I forgot what it was, and he was the one that blew up the building. Yeah. Um, I for- The actor was also on news radio. Oh, okay. It's going to drive me crazy. It's like Bill something. It's not Bill something. We have to look it up then. But yeah. his name was Milton. Yeah, yeah. He, anyways, that dude's a great actor. And he's the one that wasn't being paid yes. anymore. Yes, but in the show Barry- mm-hmm. He's Barry's uh, kind of like father figure or, you know, the, oh, yeah. he's he's a, a hitman who's pushing Barry to kill more people. Oh, wow. If I remember right. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. What is his name? Anyways, <laughs> you're a good we'll, actor. We'll figure it out. You're a good ha- actor, bro. Keep at it. I think you got a future in this business. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's going to drive me crazy. Alexa, who stars on the TV show Barry? Stephen Root. That's who it is. Stephen Root? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Good stuff there. Little J-Wo. Yeah, little J-Wo. There you go, J-Wo. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm reading this book mm-hmm. about the city of New Orleans. I'm not that deeply into it. You're not white. Why did you laugh? No, this is just the way you said it. New Orleans? Yeah. That's how you're supposed to pronounce it, isn't it? Well, I I don't know. People say it. New Orleans. New Orleans. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I just say New Orleans. Yeah. The book is about the crime in New Orleans from like the 1880s until I think the 1920s. (laughs) I'm sorry. You say it's so funny. That's okay. <laughs> New Orleans. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's, it was just funny the way you said it. Sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> you know what I just thought of, babes? What? I used to go to this poetry reading. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I got the sense that the people there hated me. Why? It was just always some weird shit I had with the people there. Um, It's kind of hard to explain. And then one of the times... How do we get to talking about this? Well, I, you got to let me tell my story, babe. Okay, okay, cool, go on. And then one time I ran into somebody from that poetry reading outside of it, and then she started blowing me off. Wow. So I was in a band, mm-hmm. and we were trying to get gigs. Mm-hmm. And we thought it would be a good idea to go to different schools. We'd go to one of them, and the lady who ran the poetry reading mm-hmm. was a receptionist. And then she saw me. I told her what I wanted, and she's like, oh, we're kind of busy here. Whoa. Yeah, I just got the sense that they didn't like me, so I stopped going to the poetry reading. Wow. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Um, And there are people in the poetry world who don't like me for good reason, but I didn't get the sense that, like, I was overly obnoxious or whatever. Huh. So I won't be going back to the Alba Lodge there. Jay, whoa. I wonder if it's the people you're associated with that they didn't like. I don't know. But anyways. Yeah. The reason I bring this up. Yeah. Is one lady who did a, a poem there had spent a year in New Orleans back in the early 2000s before Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how the city would never be the same after it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. So that's interesting there. Jim. So you're reading about New Orleans history. Yes. Uh, at the section of the book where I stopped, 
this guy who was like the chief of police in around 1890 was shot and it took him maybe about 12 hours to die. Mm. And in that time, he didn't really tell anybody who shot him. And he was thinking that he was going to live until like his last hour. Mm. He lived with his mom. They said that, did he live with his mom? No, he visited his mom a lot. And he was like this super religious dude, which was why he was shot because everybody thought that he was going to clean up the system. Mm -hmm. Right. His mom comes in to see him when he's on his deathbed. Mm -hmm. At first he says, I'm going to be okay. She goes home and then they bring her back and then he dies. Mm. Yeah. Wow. What do you think about that there? Say, whoa. That's what he said, Dale. That's what he said, Dale. Yes. Let me ask you something. Uh Uh-oh. What what is it now? Okay. We just talked about an environment where, I think it was the Arbor Lodge. This is so long ago. Mm -hmm. Where I believed I was not liked for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, have you ever been in a situation to where you feel that people don't like you and it's of no fault of your own? Um, you know, that's a really good question. Um, there might have been a time and that I can't think of. There might have been a time where I felt like an individual didn't like me, but I don't know about there being a time that a bunch of people didn't like me. Mm. Of course, I, 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 nothing comes to mind at the moment, but I'm pretty sure that there were times that I felt like there maybe have been times that I felt like like in uh, some some people didn't like me, but I don't I don't think I've ever felt like a group didn't. That's fair. Yeah. Did you? So you never got that resolved. No, I just stopped going to the readings. I'm like, well, if it feels like every time I come here, I'm getting blown off or people are being rude, then why do I need to keep coming back? It's is, not like I'm getting paid. Is that in? Uh, was that in Colorado? That was here in Portland. That was with the drunken poets. No, 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 I love going to the drunken poet stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, my liver might have had issues with that, Uh-oh. but I enjoyed it. No, Uh-oh. no, this is after I moved back. So this is probably 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. I found out about this reading, and I think it's called the Arbor Lodge. Okay. Is where they had it at. And it was through Meetup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I tried going there a bunch of different times because the first time I think to myself, oh, maybe it's just me. Mm-hmm. But it kept happening where I would just get these really weird vibes from people there. Would Would anybody like ever go out of their way to talk to you there? Yeah, I talked to people. Okay, but, but you it didn't, just felt weird. But you didn't have a sense that oh they, they um, they had some kind of agenda against you or something. Well, it's not like they were plotting plotting my downfall or anything. But it felt to me, and again, this is Rick's own bias, right? So. Take it with a grain of salt. The way I felt, though, was that, like, other people, they really dug, and me, for whatever reason, it was just sort of like, oh, we don't really need you here. We have our own thing. Yeah. So you felt like, basically, that they had their own click, and you were just uh, coming at the wrong time. Exactly. But the click felt like pretty much everybody who would go there. Well, okay. Um, there were definitely times where I felt that people had their own clique, yeah. but I don't think that there was a time that I felt like a whole entire group didn't like me. Okay. It might've been other people individually. That's fair. Yeah. 
um, and I no longer go there. I think it's still going on, though, because occasionally I'll get these emails from Meetup and they'll have that reading. So it works for some people. Well, that's okay, bub. You don't need them and they don't need you, apparently. Yeah, they don't need me and I don't need them. them. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back one time and do a poem dissing everybody. No, what, but there might be new people, you know, you never know. I'm actually probably sure that there are, just because of the amount of time. Yeah, I mean, it is, what, nine years? Something like that. Ten years? I think, yeah, the last time I went there was probably fall of 2014. Wow. It's so crazy. I just I just remember what was going on at that time, and it, it's funny how nine years just passed really quickly. Mm-hmm. Very good. Time moves pretty fast. It does. Yes. Especially as we get older. I know. Yes. Yes, it does. It's, it's kind of scary, but that's how it is. Okay, so my buddy who likes Angel Olsen. <laughs> yeah. Him and I, yes, I make fun of him for his music taste. Yeah. But he's a great person. Mm-hmm. And we are both interested in spirituality and what happens after you die what is this whole universe really about? That type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We're getting into these conversations. And a few times he's brought up this idea of a life review, which sounds like something out of the Church of Scientology. That sounds weird. Yes. And I don't know if he believes in this idea wholeheartedly, but something he's experimented with is the idea of when you die, you review your life. And he says that like, all religions have some form of this. So in Christianity, it might take the form of being judged. In Judaism, it, it might be the same thing. Um, you know, I'm doing a horrible job of explaining this. But basically, it's some sort of process where you review the things you did in your life after you die. And I think you believe in that because of the uh, concept of being judged. But... A question I would have for you is, what does that look like being judged? Does it mean that God just says, you did this horrible thing, but you also did this good thing? Or does it mean you actually look at the moment from all these different angles? So if God says, you know, Alani, you really send him less of those kids. Does he just say it like that? Or does I he... did not... What? Or does he take back, you back at the time when you did that oh. and show you it from everybody's angle? Of what they were feeling. I really can't... I really don't know. I can't answer that. Um, the only thing that I can gather, at least for believers, is when they're judged by God, it's not like they're going to be condemned to hell forever because they've already been forgiven for their sins. Mm. They're being judged on the works after they got saved. And some of them will be tried in fire and they will be... Um, um, they will come out either wood, hay, or stubble, or they will be tried in the fire and um, will be, um, th- it would come out like a diamond and, and that would be the reward. Um, so I, that's, a, that's all that I, my human mind can gather from what I read, but I don't know how it's going to go. I could just imagine him having like a computer and downloading um everything that every believer does but i think he talks to people individually so no one can see that Mm. that's what i gather but again this is just alana's human mind yeah i can't comprehend it i don't even know how eternity is going to feel or be like 
I only know what I've read. Um, but I, I really don't I really don't know how to answer that. And just for some context, to the best of my knowledge, you don't molest kids. That was just an I, example. I don't. Okay, good. I would I would rather die than <laughs> do that to any child. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I, I would not. I would hurt myself before hurting any child. That's for sure. I can't. Well, under the law, yeah. Depending on what state you're in, because it varies. A 17 year old could be considered a child. Mm. So let's say I die, mm-hmm. and I I don't think that's a case here in Oregon. But let's just go with it and say that they change the law, and up until you're you can be a child until you turn 18. And you may meet a really hot 17-year-old um, who, you know, is very intelligent and is hitting on you. You would rather die than do anything with that 17-year-old. I I couldn't do it, Bob. Okay, that's fair. I just wanted to check. No, I couldn't do it. I yeah. mean, if, if, I'm, if I'm appalled with any kind of... Um, any kind of uh, hurting towards children, then I would be, I would feel the same way for um, any, for anything that would happen to a teenager. So why would I? I just wanted to check. <sighs> Bubs. What? <laughs> after all, after all these years, you wouldn't believe me. Well, I, I just feel that it's good that we have a dip. Oh a my goodness. <laughs> Give me a kiss. Mm. Bubs. <laughs> Honestly. Another question. What? So the judgment is about things that you did after you became a Christian. For believers, yes. Okay. For for non-believers, different judgment. Exactly. So my question is, I'm let's say I'm a non-believer, mm. which in my case happens to be true. But mm. let's say I go through my life and I'm a non-believer, but I'm on my deathbed. And right before I die, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And then like two minutes later, I die. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I won't be judged for anything because I didn't really have a chance to do things after I became a believer? I can't answer that either. Okay. Because I don't know how that works. Mm. I I, I don't know because some people have become believers unto death. So I can't answer that. Interesting. You'll have to uh, find out from God himself. Oh, oh, okay. So I, I really, I really, I wonder that too, but I can't answer that. Yeah. I really can't. Interesting stuff there. Little J. Wool. Little J. Wool. How do you feel Uh-oh. when you hear stories, and maybe you don't, but I'm assuming you do, uh-huh. of serial killers on death row who go to like the gas chamber or the electric chair, and like one of the last things they do is accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? How do I feel? Yeah. I think it's wonderful. I mean, I, I, I've heard people in prison that were in prison for a long time and they got saved and, um, they were close to dying or that they got saved and they were going to, they know that they're going to be a lifer. Mm. Um, it's definitely possible. Nice. Um, any, anyone, um, they're really, how should I phrase this? Um, uh, there really is no, I mean, there really are no lost causes, I don't believe. Good. Good. Good, good, good. I got another question for you, and then we'll move on off the Christianity side. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. So, let's say that I get a terminal disease, right? And I'm dying. And I don't believe in Jesus, but I know that I'm going to be dead in like a week or so. For your ease of mind, 
Mm-hmm. Would you rather that? Oh I, no! No, well, hold on. Would you rather that I lie to you and say that I have accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, so that way when I die, you can just assume that I went to the good place? Or would you rather that I be honest with you and die uh, with you knowing that I'm still a non-believer? Well, if you lied to me, God would know that you did. First of all, yeah, but you wouldn't know it until after you died. So you'd be able um, to live the rest of your life thinking that I'm in the good place. Well, hopefully by then I've uh, we've already broken up, so I wouldn't have to worry about it. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, no, well, that would be heartbreaking for me. But you would have to face the consequences, and there wouldn't be anything I would. No, but I'm asking you, what would you rather have? Would Bubs, you... I can't answer that question. Okay, how could you even ask me that question? Because I'm curious, babe. <laughs> Oh, I hit your tooth tooth with my head because you were moving around. You were moving around. Did I hurt you? No, I hope I didn't hurt you. It's okay. Yeah, you guys asked me really weird. Would you rather? I was just curious, babes. Uh, I can't answer that, both. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And I don't want to die of a terminal disease, but if I do, then uh, that that would be horrible. Maybe I'll lie to you. Bubs! Say that loud. Bubs! Near the end, of course. Near the very end. What? Where's your nose? Don't worry about my nose, babes. I'm just keeping it real, babes. Keeping it real about lying. What are you doing here? Trying to go out my nose, woman. Woman! (laughs) It's so cute, though. Thank you. It won't be cute if he keeps reasoning it, though. It will. Oh, my goodness. I still think it's cute. Yeah, I think you're going to pull it off one day. And then you'll be like, <laughs> oh, and you'll be like, Bob, get over it, Bob. I'm not going to pull off your nose. I, I would know. have to pull really hard. Yeah, you do pull really hard. But I'm not going to pull off your nose. Okay, well, I hope not, babes. And it, and it isn't pulling. I could show you how, how it uh, is pulling. No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm squeezing. Well, I love you there. Jay will squeeze off. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Have you been reading any more in the book? Right. So I was just telling you that the chapters are kind of long. Um, I didn't realize that it was only on chapter two until it said chapter two. And I thought, I thought it was in chapter three already. But they were talking about who was going on this voyage to Paris. And now they go to Paris. They're at, they're, they're, um, they arrived in Paris and, Paris is not as glamorous as I thought it was going to be. I think you're going to dig the book once you really get into it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll read some more this week, babes. You're oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope so because um, it's starting off kind of slow. So, But maybe, you know, if you say that it's going to be good, then I trust you on that one. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And then we're going to read a true crime book. Uh, oh, are you talking about um, the Green River Killer? We, you said that we would next we would either read the uh, book on the Green River Killer or Devil in the White City. Okay. Yeah, so whichever one you choose. Okay. I'm happy to reread either of those. I did like the two Anne Rule books, even though they were pretty creepy. But She writes some great stuff. But maybe uh, the Green River Killer might be interesting. Great book, babes. And I do like mystery. A mystery on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, you really like mystery. On yeah, a I real really occasion. like. On a real. By occasion. the way, do they mention the one girl from Street Wise that he killed in the book? No, because they didn't know when she wrote the book. Oh. I don't think that came out until afterwards. Okay. 
um, yeah, that's a crazy story. Like you're in this famous documentary and then you're murdered by a serial killer. Yeah, wow. So I heard a story on YouTube this week and, you know, what does that really mean, right? Mm -hmm. That could mean so many different things. And so I forget what channel yeah. and I watch so many YouTube videos. I'm sure I'm going to get the story wrong a little bit. But there was an actress slash model mm -hmm. in the early 1980s. And she had a small role in the movie Scarface. She's only in like one scene. Uh -huh. And she was in some other stuff too. She's, I want to say in Florida. And one night in like 1983, she just disappears. Mm -hmm. Some people assume that she killed herself because she was depressed. And other people assume that a serial killer killed her. Killed her. Mm -hmm. And we just don't know. Yeah. That stuff is interesting. Wow. But you remember that case, babes, that we found out about like a year ago? There was some couple who was, they were, they were teenagers in like 1999 mm -hmm. and they found their bodies. They had thought, they'd assumed that they were killed, but what it turned out, what had happened was their car just like ran off the road over this bridge. Oh, and they uh, didn't find out until like two or three years ago. I think you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, it was a crazy story. But they thought that a serial killer got to them. Wow. And yeah. they were a young couple. They were maybe around 17 or 18. Wow. It was a crazy story. Wow. And they just found them. So. When did they die, though? In like 1999. Okay, so they would have been in their 40s. And... If they were alive now. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Yeah. If it's going to be another Rick question, so get ready for it. I thought we were going to talk about something else. Well, we're not talking oh about Oh, my goodness. Okay. A relative of yours who is very close to you dies. Mm -hmm. And you guys don't know how they die. Mm -hmm. For many, many years. And then you find out. Would you rather uh -oh. that one of your relatives dies at a hand of a serial killer or just a freak accident? Oh, jeez. Bubs. Yeah, you always ask me a weird question. See, in my mind... Well, somebody... One of my relatives did die after a freak accident. Right, but I'm telling... I'm, the, the context is you don't know how this person dies for like two decades. That's horrible. I don't know. Okay, in my mind, I would rather them die from a freak accident. Because I, mean, I think that a serial killer would probably torture them for a while. It would, yeah. I, I, think, I think in that case you're right, but... Uh, yeah. Not good. I'm not good. Can we move on now? We can move on now, now. as I touch you. Thank Let me try to know. We can move on now. Okay, thank you now. You're welcome now. <laughs> Babes. Yeah? We made dinner last time. Oh, it was really good. Talk about it. So, um, before we left to go to um, the museum... I took the pastry sheets out of my freezer and put it in the fridge for them to thaw out, which was a really good idea, actually. And then we got back home, um, got the chicken, the, the leftover prime rib with the onion in there, and I chopped up some parsley, and uh, we decided that we weren't going to use a mushroom, so we're going to use it for something else next week. We also added some blue cheese. Super good. Yes. So we opened the thing of chicken and it's one big chicken breast. And I thought it was two. Yes. Yeah. I slice it into four 
not quite as big pieces. Yep. Rolled everything into there, and we still had some leftover prime rib and some puff pastry sheets. Yep. So we had in total four that had the chicken and two that just had the prime rib. Yep. Yeah. And I only had the one chicken and the one uh, prime rib, and you had like four of them. The, the rest. <laughs> the rest, which it's good I was stuff. really surprised, but you were hungry. And they were good. I like them. They were delicious. It. Yes. That those those uh, puff pastries were just like they were nice and flaky mm -hmm. and buttery. Mm. And the meat turned out just right. It was the, the they were all both of them were tender and the parsley just gave it a good flavor and it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. We yes. got to do it again. I agree. I think we should put bacon in it this time. We should. The only reason I was hesitant was because I thought we were maybe loading them up too much. Yeah. But I could see doing that next time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very good. I liked it a lot. It, I liked it a lot. Where did that come from? I like it a lot. Um, Some movie. I forgot which movie one, movie was that? I don't know. Was it Dumb and Dumber? It might have been. I don't know, but I, I but I kept hearing my sister go. I like it a lot. Like, oh my goodness! It might have been Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We did see it. So older or younger? Uh, doesn't one of them? <laughs> it might have been the younger one. Nice. And she's not that much older than me, Bob. Your younger one isn't that much older. No, than my twin is not that much older than me, Bob. Okay, good. <laughs> what? I don't laugh like that either. Anymore. Give me no. a kiss. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bub. I love you, babes. I love you too, but you're weird. We start dancing while the food is cooking. And there's this Wilco song that Alana wanted the name for after it skipped. We find the song. You get the name for it. And then I go to the next one. Yeah, because I thought you were going to put it in your likes list. I didn't know if I was going to or not. Mm. Yeah. Nice. I wasn't sure if I liked it or I just wanted to know what the song was. Do you even remember the name of the song? Cause I yeah, it's called I'll Fight. I'll Fight. Yeah. That is a good song. Yeah, it is. Yes. Whether or not they will end up on my likes list, I don't know. I would have added it, but I'm not allowed to add songs so long as like this. <sighs> no. You would deal with your own likes list. I know. I made that mistake one day. Yeah, what was the song I tried to add to your oh, likes list? Oh, I think it was Do-Rag from uh, Thundercat. And I said, why did you do that? I said I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> oh, I was I I was not very happy. With oh, that. I heard about it then. Yes, as you well know. I said please don't do that. And you were laughing. You're like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you were like I like a song, Michelle. I did. <laughs> I said dislike immediately. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you were like Michelle, put your song in my hate list. <laughs> I don't have a hate list. Well, good. Although that would be funny if I did have one. Yes. And you do know that you are allowed to make more than one list of songs. You can have multiple playlists. How does that work? Just say, Miss A, I'd like to start a new playlist called Alana's, you know, 90s jams or whatever it is. And then you say, Miss A, add this to Alana's 90s jams. Oh, my goodness. Or Alana's 80s jelly. <laughs> 80s jelly. Yes. Or... Or Wick 70s Buttles. Yes. <laughs> or Peanut Buttles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened there, Little J-Wo. Yeah. 
I'm a fan of the Coen brothers. Uh, were, oh, were you about to say something? No, I'm not. Okay. I think The Big Lebowski is a classic. So is Fargo. I really dig No Country for Old Men. That was a good one. Um, the only t- reason I wouldn't say it's a classic is because I just saw it last year. So I haven't had time to really it ruminate in my mind enough. Uh-huh. But it might be in there one day, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And other films they've done were good. Oh, Brother, We're Out There was good. Raising Arizona was good. What is Raising Arizona? That's about? the one where they kidnap the kid. It's a comedy. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that one. But but um, I saw uh, Oh Brother, We're Out. Yeah. Where art thou? Yeah. And then um, uh, uh, yeah, only only they would make a, a comedy about kidnapping a baby. Uh, how young was a baby? I don't know, like a couple months old. Oh. And then um, that other movie, so th- those films weren't classics, but they were good in my mind. And the other movie that would kind of fall into, like, the second tier, where it's still pretty good, is Barton Fink. Hmm. That's pretty good. Oh, what is that one about? Out of the three films that I just mentioned, uh, Raising Arizona, uh, Oh Brother, We're Out There, and Barton Frank- Fink, Barton Fink might be the favorite of those of that tier. Okay. And it's basically, John Turturro is a writer in, like, the 1930s who moves to New York and it's about the craziness in his life. Mm. John Goodman plays his really bizarre next door neighbor who might be a demon. Really? Yeah. Their movies are, are really crazy, Mm -hmm. but in a very fun way. Oh, wow. I I mean, maybe you could say Fargo isn't really that fun. It didn't sound fun, but there are laughs in it. But you said it was, um, but you said the accent was really funny and yeah, I only saw Fargo once, but I still remember a lot of it really well. And you said that the other part of the movie was pretty crazy. What do you mean? Because of the one, um, what happened to the, the, somebody's the wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I dig their stuff. I knew the Blood Simple was their first movie. Mm-hmm. And we start watching it. I'm digging it until something happens at the end, which makes me feel like I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. But I'll let you give the overview. Okay. So, so there is a sleazy bar owner named Marty who has hired this sleazy private investigator. I forgot who plays him, but I remember him and other things. Doesn't seem like he's all there. And it sounds like he's uh it's he seems like he's trigger happy, but he wants him to find out what's been going on with his wife because he thinks that his wife is cheating on him with uh Ray, who's a guy that works he, he works in the bar too, right? I believe so. Yes. So he finds pictures of them in bed together and not very happy. That's what the um, investigator shows him. Not very happy. Um, so, let me think here. Um, so, um, sorry, I lost my chain of thought. Can you, can you fill in some of the gaps? So, this dude, Ray, uh, is caught cheating on the, the wife. With the wife. With the wife. The husband doesn't like this. There's this private eye guy who's out to kill him. And 
this is in Texas. Mm -hmm. Some craziness happens, and the husband ends up dead. Well, here's the thing. Go ahead. So, some craziness happens. The private investigator shoots the husband. Well, he thought that he killed him. Ray goes into the bar because he's looking for Marty because Marty finds out that he's cheating on um, he's, he's cheating with his wife and he takes the body and the body is already dripping with blood. I don't know why he did that. He takes the body, puts it in his car and gets the car seat all wet with blood. Mm -hmm. Thinks he's going to take a shovel and, and hit him over the head to knock him out, but he decides not to do that. So he digs a grave, a shallow grave takes Marty, I don't know why he does this, he takes Marty, he puts him in the grave, and then he covers him up with soil. He is not thinking straight after this. He goes to Abby and says, Abby, I, I gotta tell you something. She's like, well, what? He's like, well, it doesn't, it, you know, he, he doesn't want to tell her, but he's like, you know, it's not important. What's important is that I did it, and, you know, uh, that's all you, that's all there is to it. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she, and then he says, well, I, um, I buried Marty alive and she can't believe that. And so there's all these, these things going on. Um, uh, Ray is, Ray ends up getting, Sorry, I think I'm skipping some things, but there's some things that don't really make any sense. Yeah, about that's fair. Movie. So some stuff happens. Um, Norris is telling Ray to get out of town. I don't know why he's even there. He just works at the bar. Um, and people are mad at Marty and things like that and all that. And they're wondering what's going on. Well, Ray ends up at the bar. The private eye ends up shooting him. And then, uh, what's her name? Abby ends up at the bar, and he she's trying to stay. She's trying to get away from the um, the private investigator by jumping out the window. Well, she ends up finding this. She ends up um, letting down the sash of the window and finds um, uh, this knife has a knife in her hand and um, jabs it right into um, the private investigator's hand. So he, she's trying to kill him. He punches a hole in the wall. Um, she, she does shoot him, but he's still alive. And he, and then, and then towards the end of the movie, she says, "I'm not afraid of you, Marty." And uh, anything you want to add to that? No. It was weird. It was weird. You know what I was realizing, babes? What's that? The theme of kidnapping comes up a lot in Coen Brothers movies, right? So, mm -hmm. Raising Arizona, they kidnap a baby. In uh, Fargo, they kidnap this guy's wife. In The Big Lebowski, Bunny Lebowski is supposed to be kidnapped, even though she set the thing up. Um, oh, 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 that's right, yeah. Bunny Lebowski, yeah. Yeah, it's like this big theme in their movies of abduction. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether this came into my head. And I'm sure there's... A, I'm assuming there's other examples of it mm -hmm. in their work. But mm -hmm. that's interesting. They have Little J. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Anyways. I was confused 
about this movie, some things weren't really making sense. And in my mind, though, I'm really liking it because I'm assuming that this is either... It's either, like, going on in Ray's head completely or he's schizophrenic or there's something wrong with him mentally right. and that these people aren't really trying to kill him. Yeah. But when he gets killed by the private eye, it kind of throws me off and now things don't make sense again. Yeah. And the movie ends and I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. So we go online yeah. to YouTube and search blood simple explanation. We can't really find anything, a couple of reviews. And then I'm like, okay, let's go to the standards. Siskel and Ebert. Yep. Because they'll break it down for us. We may not like what they say, but it'll give us some context. Uh-huh. I knew that this was the Coen Brothers' first movie, right? Mm-hmm. So we watch and they say, you know, this is a film from some up-and-coming filmmakers, mm-hmm. Joel and Ethan Coen, blah, blah, blah. And they liked the film, but they kind of said they liked it based on the visuals and that the plot was very hard to follow. And it didn't help us. Yes. But I like that they were honest about it's very difficult to know what's going on in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 was really confusing. Right. But because we're blind, we saw the audio descriptive version. Yes, we did. And it was a good one. Mm-hmm. I cannot recommend this film. There's some I, interesting I, things in it. I can't either. But to me, it's not a classic. No, it's not. I just... I mean, the, the, the private, the guy who played the private eye was really good, but it was just, I just didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The guy who plays Ray is really good, too. Yes. Yes. So, we can't. And Maudie. And Maudie. Where's the Doc? Where's Doc and Jennifer? Oh, <laughs> I know. Where's Doc and Jennifer? Hey, where's the DeLorean? Okay. Yeah, Will is, Will is a DeLorean. Yeah. <laughs> Where's a hoverboard? Right. But anyways, we can't recommend it. It's not worth your time, in our opinion. Uh, no. Alana will not tell her family to watch Blood Simple. No, because it isn't simple. <laughs> yes. I was expecting a lot more out of this movie. I was too. <laughs> I was thinking that they were going to, you know, kill somebody off and make it seem like you know, simple as that. We'll kill somebody off and uh, it'll be your typical movie or whatever. I don't know. But I don't know wasn't. what I thought about it. Yes. I don't know what I was going to expect, but it wasn't simple because we didn't get it. No, it was more like blood confusing. Exactly what I said yesterday, yes. Yes. <laughs> blood confusion is what it should be called. Right. Confusion by Cohen. Yes. <laughs> now, then we decided to watch a second movie that I expected to be weird because I had heard about this film throughout the ages. But for some reason in my mind, I thought that Dennis Hopper directed it. Mm-hmm. I knew things were going to get even crazier than I was expecting. We were watching the audio descriptive version and the narrator said, directed by David Lynch. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is going to be... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. You want me to talk about this movie a little bit? Yes, as best as you can. All right, so there's this dude named Jeff, and... He's a, he's a teenager. His name is Jeffrey. Yes. He's living with his aunt and mother who are taking care of his dying dad. Yep, and the dad's in the hospital at, the ta- at that time. Yeah. There's a crime in the neighborhood. Jeff finds a ear and takes it to the local police chief. Yep, Detective Williams. Yeah, and he's going to investigate, but there's really nothing Jeffrey can do right now. Yeah. 
Next day in school, Jeffrey runs into the police chief's daughter, Laura Dern, whose character's name is... Sandy Williams. Sandy Williams. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And she's dating another dude, but she's kind of, you know, indulging Jeffrey. And she thinks there's more to this case because she likes to listen in to what her dad says. And she told him about Dorothy Valens, who's a local lounge singer and lives in the apartment, um, in an apartment building. Mm -hmm. So they decide to break into Dorothy's house to see if they can get any information on her. She, she stays downstairs in the car. And eventually uh, leaves. Yeah. Dorothy comes to the spot that's hot. My goodness. Goes into the apartment, has a conversation with her son. And, and, and Frank. And Frank. And we'll get to him soon. Yeah. And then is it Frank comes to the house and has sex with her? Frank comes to the house and pretty much rapes her, yeah. Yeah, pretty much rapes her. Frank leaves. Then she discovers that Jeffrey is in her closet. And then he tell she tells him for whatever reason to strip down because he's like she said, Okay, I, I want you to get in a dress. I want to see you and I'm like that doesn't make any yeah. sense. She was just humiliated. This and is the part of the film where it starts to go off the rails. It's weird. She And then she starts kissing him um, seductively. And I'm like, why is he doing that? Why is she doing that? I mean, and she just got violated by some crazy perverted uh, drug addict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After this, Jeffrey gives Laura during the download. And he goes. Yellow? The download. The download? Yeah. Do I have to explain slang terminology? No, no, no. I, I, I thought she meant the down low. No. Okay. The download. He basically informs her babes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyways. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what are you doing here? Let's get back to the movie, babes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyways, here. <laughs> Goes back to her place. They start seeing each other kind of at night. Yep. And, and yeah. And eventually, Dennis Hopper, who plays Frank, comes back to her place. He, he does laugh and gas, or he did it earlier in the movie. Yeah. He sees Jeffrey there and isn't happy about this. So Frank says, What's your name, neighbor? And do you want to go on a ride with me? Basically, he forces Jeffrey. And Dorothy, and Dorothy into the car. Into with, the car. With Paul and Raymond, who's yes. kind of just his accomplices. So by now we've established that Frank is holding Dorothy's husband and son hostage. Yep. Okay? They go where they're being held. Dorothy sees her son, decides to leave without him. And they're on the road again. Frank ends up beating up... Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And so he wakes up on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Goes back to his house, doesn't tell his aunt and his mom what happened because clearly he's hurt and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And he goes, and Barbara, I love you, but you're going to get it. Right. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you're going to get it if you, if you tell me to talk about it. But anyway, um, that was kind of strange because you never knew what happened to his wounds. Mm, yeah. But that's common in films. Apparently. Yes. So he eventually gives information about Frank to Lord Dern's character's name? Sandy. Sandy's dad. Yeah. 
And he, the dad says, okay, I'm going to look into this. It'll take a little bit of time, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeffrey finds out that one of his, um, uh, detectives, I guess, fellow detectives is involved with, um, Frank and his crimes. Yeah. There's a big night where all this comes to a crescendo. Frank ends up going to jail or dying. No, he got shot by the detective. Gets up being shot by the detective. Uh, Dorothy is reunited with her son. Um, Jeff, after Jeffrey wakes up, but it's not a dream and we see his ear and Laura Dern is in love with Jeffrey. And then the movie kind of ends. Yeah. And they, they both profess their love for each other. Yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a weird. It, once again, we go back to Siskel and Ebert, the gold yeah. standard of film reviewers and on TV. Um, I would have to agree with Ebert on this. So Roger Ebert's take, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. is basically that it's an interesting movie, but he felt that David Lynch exploited Isabella Rossellini, who played Dorothy. Absolutely. And he didn't do any of the other actors' favors. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, um, do, um, he didn't do what he should have done for his actors and, and I, I mean... Yeah, he, he it's like he 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 humiliated it seemed like he humiliated Isabella Rossellini and and exploited her for um for her character. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I get where Ebert was coming from and I'm not saying that he's completely wrong. But I mean, Gene Siskel made a good point. Isabella Rossellini did agree to be in the movie. True. You know. I, this film is so weird for me. I don't like it, but I like a lot of things in the movie. The The stuff that I liked in the movie was that how, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Jeffrey and Sandy were getting along really yes. well. How they, um, you know, because that was a nice part of the movie and how he got along with the, um, her family and how he was getting along with his mother and aunt and and father. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a nice part of the movie. But then you got Frank's world where he's he's um, violating Dorothy and Dorothy's trying. So this is weird, though. Dorothy doesn't want to call the police. But also, she kind of seduces Jeffrey. Right. Yes. And I'm sure Jeffrey's probably very confused because he's a teenager. He's like, he's probably thinking, well, I like, I really like Sandy, but Dorothy's kind of intriguing too. So he kind of participates in that. And how is he helping her by engaging in some of the behaviors that she was engaging with Frank? Yeah. And... The the reason for me the Frank stuff doesn't work is yeah. because it's so over the top. So yeah. if we're to believe that Dorothy is so tortured by the fact that her husband and son are basically kidnapped, mm -hmm. why doesn't she do anything to try to get them out? Like yeah. she sees her son at the place and this leaves without him, right? She yeah. doesn't want to contact the police about this. And... Dennis Hopper is great in this role. He's very over-the-top villain. Yeah. But the question then becomes, we get the sense that Dorothy is not the first person that he's done something like this to. Nope. How is he still walking the streets? 
Yeah, exactly. Why mm-hmm. wasn't he already uh, arrested? And and I think it would work a little bit more if he was arrested in the beginning, or he was already in jail. Yeah, and on death row, and they were talking about his life before then. And also, Dorothy didn't exactly look like the most sane person either. No, because when all the stuff was going on with him, uh, Jeffrey and Dorothy, she tells him to hit her, and he says. No, I'm not going to hit you. I want to help you. And there's this one scene where he's having all these flashbacks with him and her and Frank. And then he sees himself hitting Dorothy and he just weeps right right there. Yeah. Like, how could I have done that? But it wasn't like he was turning into a bad guy. It was like he was trying to survive. This film makes me think, even though it was released in 86. Yeah. It has the feel of a low-budget, straight-to-video 90s movie. Mm-hmm. Or me. 80s movie, yeah. Well, I would say it has a feel of a, of a 90s Of a 90s movie, movie? Okay. Yeah. This is my issue with David Lynch. Yeah. I know film fans are supposed to say they love everything he does, and he's a genius, and blah, 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 blah. To me, just because you make confusing movies doesn't mean that they're classics. Yeah, I wouldn't count this one. It was just really weird. But there's great stuff in it, though. Yeah, the when you see the nice stuff, but then you have this underworld of perversion and exploitation and murder and all the stuff you don't want. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was really interesting was when Jeffrey and Sandy were outside of a church and he's like, why is there these horrible things happening in the world? And she tells him the dream about the Robins. Yeah. Yeah. So we cannot recommend this movie. No, it's just it's just like there's so much visceral stuff to it, even more than the nicer stuff. It's like I don't know. Having said all that, I could see a scenario where I watch this movie again by myself mm-hmm. because of the things that did work. Mm. I don't think I could watch it again. That's fair. It's just there's just too many disturbing things. And there was an issue with the descriptive audio that yeah. didn't really come up. I mean, you could kind of hear it a little bit at the beginning where it kept cutting in and out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it got worse buffering. as the movie went on. Yeah. It wasn't it was, buffering because it was downloaded. No, it was just weird. Like the quality of the recording just got worse towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's buffering. And, you're, and you asked me if that ever happened to me. I said, no, it usually doesn't. So it's an interesting thing there, Little Jim. And, and, and thinking about the song Blue Velvet, it doesn't really focus on the actual Blue Velvet except for the Blue Velvet robe that uh, Dorothy had. But the soundtrack is really good to this. Yes, it is. Yes. Roy Orbison, Bobby Vinton, some other folks. Oh, Patsy Cline was in, it, uh, was in the soundtrack too. Nice. Well, I, we should say the soundtrack of the movie because sometimes film soundtracks don't include all the songs that are in the movie. No. Uh, but from what it sounded like from watching the film, it seems like the soundtrack is probably worth getting. Yeah. Yes. I think I think either Patsy Klein was, uh, the music of her was in that movie or um, it might have been in Blood Simple. It might have been in Blood Simple okay, because yeah. Blood Simple is based in Texas. That's right. And, she, yeah. and I believe she was from Texas. I think so. Blood Simple. Yeah, that's right. It was in the Blood Simple movie. Nice. It was in, It was at the bar. 
But they had some good um, songs in the in both movies, actually. You're sweet like a honeybee. Well, like, yeah, the four tops. In Blood Simple. Yep. Because it's the same old song. That's a great song. That is a great song. I love that song. Yes, I do. Yes. Yes, I do. Before you came along, I was thinking about proposing to that song. What? No, I'm just joking. What? I'm just having fun, babes. Okay, it's a song you would use to propose. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't think you'd use it to propose. No, you said that you were... <laughs> I was going to propose to the song. Propose to the song. Yeah, because I love it. Oh. Anyways. Oh my goodness. I'd pick a different song if I were you. <laughs> J-Lo. Yeah? What goals or intentions do you have for this upcoming week? Because we're doing this on a Sunday. Um... Well, just, you know, getting prepared for classes, getting um, prepared for concerts, because there's a couple of them coming up this week. I'm really, really excited for uh, to see the Jeffersons live, because I've never seen anything like that. Like, that'll, that'll be interesting. I think you're more excited than I am, but it should be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I'm excited about what we're thinking about making this week. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Thai curry. S'mores, possibly. S'mores in the oven. And then? The pork tenderloin, which I did, um, just this last week in class, and, um, chocolate coconut tarts. Yep. Sounds delicious, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, that is something I am, uh, looking forward to doing, and, uh, oh, oh, oh. I had a dream. Yes. Oh, but, oh, oh, wait. But let's find out what you want to do this week. What I want to do this week is survive. No. Um, Besides that. Get in some exercise. Do some creative writing. Cleaning. Uh, and going to concerts with you. Nice. And playing some guitar. Nice. Yeah. Because I want to learn some more songs. Yes. Yes. That'll be good. That's what's. Uh, what the plan is for me this week there, little J. Whoa. Very good. Yes. But you had a dream. I did not, but you did. Well, okay, so I had a dream, and I went to this gathering. I don't know exactly where it was. And I'm sitting at a table, and I'm drinking this lemon water, and it's pretty good. But these ladies, and you were somewhere in the dream. I don't know where you were, but these ladies were warning people not to drink the water, and they blamed you for it. Uh. Did I pee in the water? No. Okay. I don't know. I think they actually, I think they blame the both of us for it. Wow. And I said, I know Rick. I know Rick and he's, he wouldn't do that. And there, and I, and I said, I know him because he's my boyfriend. And the lady's like, really? Wow. But the reason why she said it is because she couldn't imagine a blind woman having a boyfriend. Wow. Even in your dream, you have to face discrimination. <laughs> and then I woke up. Nice. <laughs> it was a weird dream. There we go there, little Jamal. There we go there. Yeah. I think we talked about pretty much everything, babes. It, because you don't want to talk about the Supreme Court this weekend. Not this weekend. Okay. This is just not the weekend for it. There we go there. I really hope that I find a good s'mores recipe because the last time I made s'mores in the oven with a group of people, I was 10. Um, you can also make it on the stovetop too as well, but I think you should be able to find some good ones. I'll find some. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Moy. We didn't get to make s'mores last summer, so no. I we've never made s'mores together. We have never made s'mores together at all, and 
I'm surprised because we both love chocolate and yes, and uh, you know, well, um, s'mores typically um calls for Hershey bars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking there's probably a couple of different methods that you'll find. So I'm not too worried about you getting a good recipe. Okay. Yes. If you say so, deal. Give it a little deal. Jello, dear. Yes. Oh. Well, babes. Yeah. Do you feel like we covered everything? I think we did. We covered a lot. Nice. From uh, Christianity to uh, exploitation of females in movies. Yes. <laughs> From uh, blue cheese to blue velvet. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the name of this. We originally wanted to call it Bob... Blood, blood and blue. blue, but we didn't really talk about Bob Hope. Unless there's anything about him we want to say, and then we'll. Oh no no no! We talked about it last time. Yeah, but if we talk about it more now, um, it'll make sense for the top title, or we could talk about Bob Saget. No, I don't want to talk about Bob Saget. What are some famous Bobs you would like to discuss? Bob McGrath. Tell um, me about this Bob McGrath. Well, the only thing I know is that Bob McGrath was a guy that um, was on Sesame Street for years and years, and. He he sang on Sesame Street a lot, and I heard that he um used to be in a Glee club a long time ago. Mm. Okay, so maybe we'll call it Bob Blood and Blue Cheese, Bob Blood and Blue, because we did talk about. Blue. Or or is it from Blue Cheese to Blue Velvet? That could work too. Mm. Either one, from Blue Cheese to Blue Velvet. I like that one too. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but we because we already talked about Bob Hope last. Um, yeah, that's why we, I wanted to bring up some other I, Bobs. I don't know. I... Okay, maybe it'll be from blue cheese to blue velvet then. Nice. Yes. Either way. I like that. Yes. All right, babes. Yes. Should we wrap it up? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I love you, babes. I love you, Alright, and if there's anything else you have to say, we'll close it off. Uh, no, I think I did. Alright, bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye bye.